Best boy he were around here is treated like a god. I mean, how can you ever find out what he could really do? I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. The five players on the floor function as one single unit. Team, 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 right? No one more important than the other. Yeah. Welcome John. to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show. I am your host, Billy Powell. Um, we have a special show today. Um, no discussion of basketball in Indiana would be complete without mention of the Milan Miracle of 1954. Um, on a cold March night in Butler Field House, the Indians of Tiny Milan High School, with an enrollment of only 162, defeated the mighty Muncie Central Bearcats with an enrollment of 1,662 to win the state, state championship and secure their place in Hoosier folklore. The small town's victory was immortalized in the 1986 film Hoosiers, starring Gene Hackman. Today, the Milam 54 Hoosiers Museum is doing its best to keep this story alive, as in like the title of our show, Keeping the Nostalgia Alive. Um, it's interesting because before we get to our guests on the program today, because we're going to talk about the Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum, I was sitting here last week before I got notification from one of the guests, and I was looking up, and I have a beautiful laser wooden engraved, engraved plaque of the 60th reunion of the 1954 state champion uh, Milan Indians. And come to find out, this past Saturday, they had their 65th reunion. And also in my office, I look over here to the left, I've got this beautiful, huge Hoosiers movie poster, which, of course, we all know about the movie Hoosiers. And, and it was interesting to uh, find out today as I was kind of doodling around that, you know, we come, uh, the show is broadcast from Houston, Texas. And, you know, I've lived in Houston, Texas since 1996. I was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, went to Broderpool High School. Uh, but Ronnie, what's Ronnie's, uh, Ronnie? Ronnie Chura. Yes, he came down here to Houston, Texas, and won the state championship here in the Houston area in 1971. And even though he only scored five points and only pulled down four rebounds in the state championship game, you know, the, 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 the legacy of the 1954 team is just, is just spread out. So what we're going to talk about today is the, the, the lady who used to run the Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum was Rosalind McKittrick, if I'm saying that correctly. And I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was released that an endowment fund and campaign to preserve the future of mu the museum was rolled out on Saturday. And with us is the legendary, I, I, the, the show would be over by the time I got done talking about Bobby Plump, and also on the board of the museum, Graham Honecker. Welcome both of you guys, and please tell us about what is happening with the Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum? Cool. Well, thank you for having us. We're really honored to be here. And we are just coming off the 65th reunion, as you mentioned. And before I mention the great honor that, we're, that we announced on Saturday, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Plump here for reflections on the 65 years and, and what a great day it was down in Milan. Yeah, well, first, uh, this is Bobby Plump. First, I'd like to talk about Ronnie Truitt a little bit. You mentioned his name. 
uh, uh, Ronnie, even though we only scored 32 points in that final game, even though we beat Christmas Addicts with the great Oscar Robertson 65-52 to in the finals of the semi-state to reach the state tournament, Ronnie Trutt was elected to all uh, sectional, all regional, all semi-state, and all state two years in a row. So uh, the points he scored and the and the rebounds weren't the wasn't the important part of Ronnie Trutt. I can also tell you that he grew up in an alcoholic family. His parents were divorced. Without basketball, Ronnie would not have had an opportunity to go to college. In fact. Uh, Ten of the twelve of us, we could only dress ten, but there were two alternates. Ten of the twelve of us went to college in the previous four years from uh, Milan. Only 17 or 18 total went to college. So it, it afforded an opportunity for us to do an awful lot of things. So Ronnie was a great part of that whole uh, uh, story. I didn't want those five points and four rebounds to uh, be the definitive uh, factor of him. 65 years, it is absolutely amazing uh, that 10 of the 12 of us are still alive, by the way. Uh, Reflecting back, it would probably take a little longer than what we've got here on air. But all I can say is that uh, we were a bunch of naive kids. Uh, And and you have to understand the publicity the uh, TV, it was only the third year with the tournament was televised. We grew up in the southeastern part of Indiana. We got more news from Cincinnati. We're, we're only 45 miles due west of Cincinnati. And all of a sudden, uh, at the end of our sophomore year, the coaches fired. We just had the best season. A 24-year-old comes in. Milan had never won a game in that second level, the regional, and that first year of this young coach, we went to the final four, got beat in the after, in the morning game, came back and won it the next night. And to give your audience a little bit of a uh, feel of the importance of what it was in Indiana at that time, Milan's 80 miles southeast of Indianapolis. We stayed in Indianapolis that night. We drove down to Milan. They had state police in Milan protecting the town. It was a town of 1,100 because they closed all businesses. Everybody came to the tournament. The state police estimated between 30 and 40,000 people came to Milan that next day to greet us, and they came from five states. Which brings me to the Milan 54 Hoosier Museum. Rosalind McKittrick, who died a few months ago, wasn't even from Milan. She moved to Milan in 1955 after marrying a a fellow from Milan, opened a museum in a corner of her antique shop in 1998. And from 1998, uh, about 10 years later, she bought the barber shop, and then they raised $250,000 four years ago, renovated the old Milan State Bank building. From 1998 to now, that museum has had visitors from all 50 states and 38 foreign countries, including Saudi Arabia, Japan, Australia, and New Zealand. And 
due to Graham Honecker, Tom Komar, and the board of directors, they very fittingly thought it would be a great idea to have a memorial for Rosalind McKittrick and a fundraiser in order to make sure that the museum could be there in perpetuity, even though 10 of the 12 of us are alive, we're not going to be around forever. And so Graham can tell you more about this. Uh, he's the man in charge of it, really. He and Tom Komar. But we're attempting to raise $2 million over the next two or three years to make sure that museum stays in the history of Indiana and hopefully the history of the world. And uh, reflecting on 65 years, honestly, when the state police estimated all those, they, they were coming from nine miles around. Cars were parked along the side of the road. We were naive kids. And you know what we thought? Man, look what happens when you win a state tournament. And obviously that doesn't happen to everybody. But that's the type of excitement it was. And... Uh, hopefully, this campaign to raise this money will be successful, and I have every thought that it will be successful because of the people that are running it. Uh, the board for the museum, uh, Tom Komar is the president, Graham Honecker, who has, uh, who's from Butler University, has done a great job at Butler in raising funds, so we're really excited about it. Uh, there's a lot of stories that we could tell, but it would take too long. But it, it's awfully nice of you, Billy, to think of uh, giving us an opportunity to talk. You know, what's, what's funny, too, is that uh, Ronnie Truitt also, you know, uh, you know, he's had the highest honor with, you know, he has a school named after him down here in Houston also. Truett Middle School. I was going to mention that coming from that type of background, and that, that, yeah, it is Ronnie Truett Middle School, right? Yep, that, that's true. And, uh, uh, you know, once after uh, Captain Ronnie Truett, because, uh, you know, he was in the Army. Yep. And also, uh, coaches had a pretty good influence on us. Of the 10 kids that dressed uh, for the state tournament, six of them ended up coaching. And I would have been the seventh, but uh, I had an opportunity to play in the NBA and turn them down because I never heard of the NBA back then. I'll, I'll tell you a story later if you have time, but I didn't want to take a pay cut. So seven of the ten of us would have gone into coaching if I would have been there. So uh, I would say the coaches had some influence on us. Graham, you want to go ahead and uh, discuss a little bit? how people can donate, uh, how it's set up, where can they go to? Yeah, absolutely. First, I'd like to add a little bit more to what Mr. Plump said. You know, Rosalind, who I believe you know or had met before, you know, I always think of her as basically the 13th member of that team, kind of like the fifth Beatle. I mean, she really was the person who helped prolong the history, you know, for so long. The players deserve the credit for all they accomplished as a, as a team, but she really, you know, she put her life so many hours into the museum and, and keeping the story alive. And so we kind of had two things coming together, Billy, the convergence of two things. One is immediately after her passing, we were thinking about how do we properly honor her? And I think when you think about honoring a person, you think what would be most meaningful to her? 
and we came to the consensus that she, her biggest wish outside of her immediate family was that the museum long outlive her, but do so in Milan. And that was very important to her that the museum stay in Milan. So there's that piece of it. And the second piece is we have been thinking about the long term. I, I spoke at the banquet on Saturday and said, I, I, I have children of my own now, and I hope someday their grandkids can come and see the museum down in Milan because th there is so much history and basketball history. But Mitch Daniels, who is a longtime supporter of the museum and has a quote in our press release, he made a really good point when I spoke with him a couple weeks ago that this is Indiana history. It's not just basketball history. It's not just Indiana basketball history. It's a it's deeply entwined with the state. And so we announced on Saturday the establishment of a, of a three-year campaign. We've got a $2 million goal, which is a big number for us. I, I jokingly said we need another Milan miracle here, but we really believe and really a credit to, to the gentlemen on the team. Their story has inspired so many people. We believe we're going to hit that goal. But the biggest thing that allows us to do is to hire a full-time director a full-time director who can market and set up activities and fundraise and, and keep telling that story. We have wonderful volunteers down there who have helped us over the years keep the museum going. Rosalind was the most well-known of those, but we really need a full-time director for this museum, and our hope is to keep it in Milan for the next 65 years and beyond. The, um, the easiest way they can make a, a gift or, or set up a pledge to the campaign is to go to our our Milan website, which is www.milan54.org. Again, that's milan54.org is the easiest way uh, to go to our website. It's 54, not 50. Yet. Yes, 54, not 54, as, as Mr. Plump reminds me here. But um, that's the best way to do it, and they can, again, make a one-time gift or set up a, a three-year pledge to this campaign. And we also are taking gifts via uh, an estate plan, a, a planned gift as well. There is a website, is there not, where they could order? There are bob bobbleheads now of all of the team members, and they have all kinds of memorabilia at that museum. And, Graham, you're familiar with the website, I guess, right? Yeah, the website um, is, th is that address I just gave. And um, they can not only make a gift but find plenty of memorabilia, including uh, the recently release bobbleheads of, of all of the team members. And you can get all of the team members, all 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 the team members for only two hundred and seventy five dollars. I was perusing through that earlier today and that's a that's a pretty good deal for, for all those all those uh, members of the team. Which of course I um um uh, Roger Schroeder being one of the uh teammates on that team also who um I have interviewed along with uh, uh Mr Plump on keeping the nostalgia alive at uh, podbean.com at podbean.com you can also listen to those interviews but i think that uh, that's got some of the best memorabilia that you can buy on their website that i've seen if you want a piece of uh, Milan history by the way that uh, uh, announcement at our 65th uh, annual reunion uh, uh, by the way, that was started by our, our deceased coach, now Marvin Wood, back in 1954. But uh, in addition, there's a, uh, it, for those that do not know, Mitch Governor was a governor of Indiana. Uh, Mitch Daniels was a governor of Indiana. 
He's now the president at Purdue University, and there's also a proclamation from the gov current governor, Eric Holcomb, uh, a proclamation concerning this 65th uh, anniversary and the fundraiser. So there's some, there's some pretty good people supporting this. Is there also still, um, you know, in the pamphlet from the um, Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum, if you need a speaker, is there still something for a donation that one of you guys still will come and speak to an organization or group? Absolutely. We have, we have a little trouble getting Mr. Plump to open up and, and <laughs> tell, tell stories, but he, uh, he will come out and, you know, I'll, I'll say as a representative of the board, the team has been just phenomenal. In, in terms of continuing to tell that story. They, they are, you know, if an organization is interested, you can contact the museum and we'll send a, one of the representatives, one of the te former team members out. But they, they've just, they've been an integral piece in coming to so many events over the years for the museum and, you know, receptions we've had for our donors, grand openings. They have, um, you know, they're truly a team. They, they still partner as a team in helping us out promote the museum. You know, you know, what's funny is uh, I had an interview earlier today with someone and I always tell my wife every, every once in a while, I said, Man, I'm nervous about this interview today. And she says, you know, these guys put their pants on the same way you do and everything else. And I was going through uh, uh, all the goodies that you sent me, Graham. And and, you know, I, I let you know that I got the press release and, you know, I pulled out the, uh, uh, the little um, uh, thing that they give you at the Milan Museum. And then I read back through you. I was like, "Ma, this is going to be a piece of cake. I'm not nervous, Graham. I go back through and I'm reading your message. And I said, Bobby's going to be on the call, too. And I'm like, who in the hell is Bobby? And uh, I'm reading through, I'm reading through, and all of a sudden, you know, and I don't get nervous. You know, it's 100 degrees down here in Houston. The heat, the heat, the sun hits the side of my studio, so I'm feeling it. And all, I see, all of a sudden, I see Bobby Puff's phone name pop up on my phone, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that that and about a dollar and a quarter and get a cup of coffee, maybe a Starbucks, right? <laughs> Bill, Billy, one more point that, that I spoke about on Saturday, and I, I told a personal story of how I was given a book when I was 10 years old about Indiana basketball and learning the Milan story. I think it's obvious, you know, in this day and age, like, like you know, many historical time periods, our, our young people are in need of role models. And just all the lessons that I learned from the Milan story, you know, the fact that David can beat Goliath, the fact that, you know, you can accomplish anything, no matter where you come from. And particularly, I've been really, really privileged to get to know almost all of the team members, Mr. Plump, especially, is how they won, you know, probably the most epic basketball game in Indiana basketball history, but kept their humility, kept their class, kept their grace. And from a very, very young age, I learned all of these things. And that, that's our goal in really perpetuating the museum. Um, we have a lot of young people who come to the museum every year. And so we want to keep telling the story. You know, if you think about it, the movie now is about 33 years old. So you've, we've got to work harder. <laughs> You can't take for granted people have seen the movie either, right? So we, we want to keep the museum open to tell the basketball side, but also it's the lessons that these gentlemen have taught me, but have taught so many people coming up. I know you're 
a student of Indiana basketball and probably also learned some of those lessons at a young age. And yes, I did. It it, it, it was funny. Yes, I did. Because, you know, uh, in um, 1985, when they started filming, they were going to film the finals. Uh, They didn't have enough people. So my high school basketball team at Broderpool was going to play Chatard over the weekend, but they decided to have that basketball game at Hinkle Fieldhouse, which was changed to that from Butler Fieldhouse. And I think that was a, a spark or a lighting of the fuse for me on on Milan in 1954 and what it means to the state and to um, uh, to everybody in the state of Indiana. Actually, you know, I, I was going to tell the uh, the story. The movie Hoosiers has taken this thing worldwide. A year ago, October or November, uh, I received two letters, and I think three or four of the other team members did from uh, kids in Paris, France, asking for our autograph. Uh, and I can't tell you the number of people. We also, uh, our son runs a sports bar, restaurant in uh, Indianapolis, called, of all things, Plump's Last Shot. But people from all over come in and and talk about the, the 1954 game, the movie Hoosiers, uh Teams from throughout the state, they bring their players and parents uh, and come in, and I talk to them for a while. It's just, uh, this thing has just taken a life of its own, and uh, obviously with the help of uh, Graham and Tom Colmeyer and, and Rosalind McKittrick, uh, God bless her soul, she she actually did dedicate the last 20 years of her life to that museum and is well deserving of uh, having a memorial um, to perpetuate uh, that museum for long into the future. You know, 65 years. I mean, I mean, I'm 52. That's 13 more years than I've been alive. <laughs> so, so you know. You know what? I hear that more every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, when you guys all get together, are, uh, you know, has it changed over the years? Or, are, are there tears or is it, just, is it just happy faces and you're just exchanging the stories or talking about what life has given you guys uh, uh, as you've uh, grown older? Well, we don't talk so much about uh, what it has given us because we already know that. Uh, the stories get a little bigger and uh, uh, we just have a good time. Uh, I mean, everybody knows everybody else. We know the children. We know the grandchildren. In fact, we know some great grandchildren now of the of the team members. And we're very fortunate to have ten out of twelve still alive. Uh, that's unusual in itself. Uh, and we're just thankful that that people remember and. Yeah, it's always nice to be remembered. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. It, that's uh, that's that's something special. Billy, we we remarked a couple of the board members were remarking at the reunion on Saturday. Has there ever been a team this closely knit for this long? If you think about how special the occasion, how special the moment they went through to win the state title in '54. Then to have a movie made on their story, and then every year, you know, going on, you know, six decades, annually getting together, 
Maybe there is, but you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a team that's so uniquely tied together and, and has gotten along and gotten together every year since that the Milan miracle occurred. You know, an interesting thing when you're talking about the uh, uh, getting together, I mean, we obviously know uh, uh, the wives and everything, and I believe it is correct there are seven members of our team that have been, well, uh, there's four of them now that have been married better than 60 years to the same lady. That might be a record also, but uh, uh, I think there's seven total that uh, uh, was married, uh, I know, 50 years, and it might even be five that have been married now 60 years or more. Uh, and uh, that's... Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> In today's world, that's amazing. Uh, now, you just celebrated your 60th. Am I incorrect? Or am I correct? Yeah, uh, 61st. 61st. June 14th, yeah. And June and Anita White is celebrating their 62nd. Roger and Sue Schroeder, 60. Glenn and uh, uh, Dixie are 60. Rollin and Meredith are 60. Uh, and Ray and Jinky would have been. Uh, she was a cheerleader, but she died a couple of years ago. Uh, Ray Kraft and uh, Virginia Voss was her name. So yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, uh, very uh, and four of them. Let's see, one, two, three. Uh, three were married to classmates. Uh, one of the unusual things about our class, there were 30 in our graduating class. 19 of us were boys. There were only 11 girls. Uh, I guess that's unusual also. And you got married on Flag Day. Well, uh, you know what? I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> we didn't make it for Flag Day. <laughs> I had other things on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, the museum hours, have they changed? I mean, it, it, it's in Ripley County, and the museum hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Has, has that changed, or those are the hours? Well, uh, Graham's in charge of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll that. Okay. <laughs> you know, those are the standard hours. I think the great thing is there's usually always somebody over at the museum volunteering. And oh, it, yeah. If, 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 you ha if somebody happens to go by, by the way, it's, it's nine miles off of uh, Interstate 74 uh, down uh, uh, 101. But if, if you go to Milan and they don't happen to be open, just ask anybody if they'd call. They're only three minutes away. They, I've had a number of people say they were there and, they saw somebody on the street and said, is this open? They said, no, but it will be in a little bit. And five minutes later, they were there opening up for them. Yeah, Billy, I think that transitions into one of our goals. You know, Mr. Plump is right. I mean, you can always find somebody who will open up for you. But a full-time director, if we hit this endowment yeah. campaign goal, you know, you can expect to see it open, you know, for longer hours, more days, and then, you know, we can do more with special events, and that that's what enables us to do if we're able to hit uh, hit the goal here. But you can usually find somebody down there who will open it, even on those off hours. I think the, I think everyone I've ever met in Milan, our volunteers and otherwise, takes such pride in, in the museum. That's I mean, they true. really, really value 
people coming in and, and as as he said, from all 50 states and from 38 countries, 65 years later, it's still such a point of pride for the town and for people to come visit. I'll, I'll mention one thing that's in the museum doesn't have anything to do necessarily with Milan, except that we won the final game. But there, for your fans, in case they're not familiar, from 1911 till 1998, every team in Indiana entered the tournament. There were no, uh, it, we didn't have multi-class. We had class basketball. Everybody participated. And about eight years ago, uh, two engineering students at Purdue in 1954, there were 752 schools that entered the tournament. At the sectional level, they cut it. There's only 64 sectionals. There's 16 regionals. There are four semi-states, and then four teams in the finals. These two students listed all 752 schools, handwritten out, and followed them out to the finals of the game. It is. It's really. Broad Ripple will be on there. If you go there, you'll see Broad Ripple, and they uh, follow it out. So I figure Purdue Engineering probably is not a very difficult place if we had enough time to do that. What do you think? <laughs> now, 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 don't make anybody aggravated. <laughs> no, I can't. I have two daughters and a son-in-law graduate from Purdue and a son-in-law graduated engineering, so I can't say that. And Mitch is a very good friend of mine. By the way, in case I'm sure that anybody interested in going to Purdue for seven years, tuition has not raised at Purdue since Mitch Daniels has been president. That's pretty amazing in itself, isn't it? Yes, it is. And now the water tower was just recently redone also, correct? Yes. The water tower looks great. We had uh, I had a number of guests come down with me to the reunion from Indianapolis and they we went to the reunion and to the lunch and then a couple of them had not seen the museum so we went over there and we were getting ready to head back to Indianapolis and one of my guests said I've got to see the water tower I've got to see the water tower <laughs> and they did just repaint it and it looks terrific it you know it always was it's it's such an icon you know it's such an icon like you know so many different elements of the, the Milan story but you go by there, and I still get goosebumps seeing it, but we had a, a grant that helped us about a year and a half ago uh, yeah, have it yeah. repainted, and it, it looks really years, good. I think in July. It, anyway, it was 90-some degrees, and humidity was about 95%. There were six of us there, and I got back, and my son-in-law's in the office with me, and that, uh, that this was on a Saturday, I think. And on Monday, I came back. He said, boy, I'm glad to see you back. I expected to see in the headline six elderly Milan players died of heat prostate in the dedicating the water tower of Milan. And uh, we all made it, and uh, it was fun. Mr. Plump, does Coach Schroeder still play softball? Roger still plays softball. A year ago, uh, now Roger and uh, Gene White was our center. They they are almost a year older than we are. I'll be 83 in September. Those two guys will be 84 in December. 
And Roger, I think last year played in 160 softball games. Uh, I know he goes to Florida uh, for a tournament. They go to Las Vegas for a tournament. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty active. By the way, he weighs within three pounds of what he weighed in high school. <laughs> that is amazing. He needs to go to your restaurant for <laughs> yeah, he needs to get that bread and ten. No, no, we took all the calories out of the bread and ten. <laughs> so I, I am talking to museum board member Graham Honecker, and I'm talking to the legend Bobby Plump, and we are talking about the uh, Roslyn uh, McKittrick Endowment Fund and campaign to preserve the future of Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum. Um, those wishing to make a gift or a multi-year pledge or a planned gift to the Roslyn McKittrick Endowment can do so by going to the museum's website, uh, which is www. I don't think I need to say that anymore, but it just comes out naturally. Myland54.org. That's Myland54.org. Or you can call, and I may scalp his name here, Tom Kohlmeyer at 317-409. May I give the rest of the number, you think? Yes. Okay. Uh, that is Tom Kohlmeyer at 317 317- Four zero nine five two zero three. So, so are there big plans for number seventy? <laughs> well, we kind of take it year by year, you know. <laughs> Actually, about month by month now. But uh, uh, if we reach the seventieth anniversary, uh, you'll hear from us. <laughs> Graham, is there anything you'd like? Billy, to Billy, one yeah, of the. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to add one of the neat things a couple of weeks ago, we had a local TV station have four of the, the gentlemen in Hinkle Fieldhouse and got them out on the floor. And it's, it's really for me, surreal watching it. You know, they were kind of running the, running the play, running the, the last second shot through. And you think about 65 years and everything that's happened. And again, from an observer standpoint, what a real joy to see, these guys still really enjoy their each other's company and the camaraderie and, and they share so much history together. It's, it's just awesome to see. We're already planning on 70. I know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I took that last shot in, uh, uh, at the field house when we did that a couple of three weeks ago, I didn't jump, but I want to tell you the shot was online, but it fell about a foot and a half short. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with age. <laughs> just a real quick side question did you feel like playing at butler Fieldhouse? did you feel like that that basket basketball floor gave you a couple more inches to your vertical uh actually that basketball floor and you can ask oscar robertson uh bobby leonard uh, uh from iu george mcginnis uh, they're all they're great players nba and everything else and myself, it is the best floor I've ever played on. It has, I, I have had players tell me they can dunk on that floor where they couldn't dunk other than that. When you dribble the ball, you can feel the vibration in your shoes. And that floor was laid in 1928 when the uh, Butler Fieldhouse opened and the first state tournament there was Martinsville with a guy by the name of John Wooden and the team that beat them by one point on the last second shot practically was Muncie Central. That was the first of their eight champions by 19, 
uh, maybe nine now. But it's the same floor that was laid in 1928. They uh, took it up in World War II because they had an army barracks there. And I was uh, uh, invited to go along with a tour. Some people came in and somebody asked, well, how long will this floor last? And the guy said, well, it'll take a, it'll last another couple of sandings. And they said, how long does sanding last? It's about 20 years, so it'll be there for a while, I think. You know, the uh, 1954 Milan Indians and the state championship, it's, it's the number one sports story in Indiana history. And, um, you know, the Milan miracle. You know, a lot of people on the brochure for the uh, museum, it says come to be a part of it. Uh, I think everybody should make a donation and make sure that it stays uh, uh, and uh, that we keep the nostalgia alive. And for years and years to come, it uh, uh, it becomes uh, our White House or, you know, any other great monument that uh, is within the uh, um, the United States. But uh, I thank you both for uh, being on. Does any either of you guys want to end up with a story or uh, anything else? Well, I, I would like to say, and I, I think I've memorized this, I think it's correct. If they'd like to call the museum, it's 812-654-2772. And, uh, yeah, I end up with a story again. I, I'll just say that it's nice to be remembered and, and really appreciate you taking the time and calling us. Oh, there's no problem. Uh, Billy, I would just, again, like to thank you for having us on. We, this is a really, really important initiative for us at the museum. And I take Mitch Daniels' statement even one step further that it's Indiana history, but this is really a part of American history. It's one of the great, great sports stories of all time. And we just want to preserve that history. The last thing is I would really encourage anybody who's not been to the museum to go. I mean, our, our space is not massive, but the memorabilia in there, not only from the Milan story, but from the, the movie as well. We have some really neat artifacts from the movie is just tremendous. I, you can, you could spend a lot of time in there and, and learn things that you may not have been aware of about the, the story. But we really appreciate you having us on and certainly appreciate all those who consider helping the museum uh, continue to live on in Milan. Further at the museum, they have the largest collection of the uniforms of all of the teams that played in the movie Hoosiers. And there's also 12 lockers uh, where each of the players have donated things, and now they've got a, the earphones you put on you can uh, punch a button and uh, we talk to you so it, it really is interesting uh, but again thanks Billy appreciate your time uh, the museum is off 201 West Carr Street in Milan Indiana and once again just like the legend Bobby Plump just said you can also call at 812-654-2772 the state of it this is my plea is the state of Indiana has done a fantastic job in supporting the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame the um, uh, the the um, uh, Hoosier gym. Uh, so uh, also do that same thing for the Milan Fifty Four Hoosier uh, Museum and the uh, Rosalind McKittrick Endowment Fund. And I will have all of this information just in case anybody missed it on where you can go to to uh, make your gift or multi year pledge or a planned gift to to the endowment. So both of you guys, thank you so much. Uh, I, I apologize that I was really thrown off a little bit before I figured out Bobby Plump was going to be on the call. So everybody will enjoy my nervousness. But thank you both so much, and hopefully we can get this rocking and a rolling. 
All right. By Thank the way, I played with one of the, uh, the uh, Broad Ripper graduates at Butler University all four years. Wally Cox and I were on Butler's team. So uh, yeah, Broad Ripple is in my memories. Yeah, I, you know, it's a, a, a Gene Ring was the athletic director when I was there, and he kind of yep. he you know he yep. was. He was up in South Bend before, uh, I think he graduated South Bend in 48, so, you know, he was before you, but uh, he really kind of uh, gave me all the, the, you know, started my passion also, but I hope this works out well for you guys, and I appreciate your time. Uh, have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Appreciate it.